for us is like how can we get into those markets so that these people have access to it and we're doing that by expanding our distribution we're getting into markets like walmart um 7-eleven hopefully gas stations in the future so that people can have access to this and actually be able to afford it Welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here with Maya French. She's the co-founder of Koya. Welcome to My Company Story, Maya. Hello. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Okay, tell us a little bit about Koyo, what it is that you guys do, who your customers are, how you're organized. Tell us about your company. Yeah, so uh, Koya is a, a company we produce 100% plant-based protein beverages. We have a core line and a keto line. Um, all of them contain all nine essential amino acids. They're um, 18 grams of protein in our core line with only four grams of sugar. And our keto line is only 12 grams of protein with uh, three grams of sugar, no added sugar. Uh, I am the co-founder. I've worn many hats in the past, but now I've settled in marketing. So I focus on uh, being the face of the brand, doing fun things, fun interviews like this, going around the country, uh, going to different summits and uh, brand partnerships and also public relations. So more of like the, um, I guess, front facing. Front facing. Good. Front you're, facing. you're the front of the company. <laughs> All right. Very good. And, uh, awareness driving. And then our... Our company now is 23 employees. 23 employees. 23 employees. That's we great. Mostly remote, but we're based in Los Angeles. Fantastic. And tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Where did you, you, you don't look very old to me. You seem rather young. How did you start in the company? How, what's your journey been like since, uh, take it from college or high school or wherever. Take, take us from the beginning. Yeah, definitely. So I am... Just turned 29, and I, we started this company when I was 23 years old. <laughs> wow, fantastic. That's <laughs> great. Context. Uh, so I, I was in school at the time, but decided to take this on full-time because it's, you know, starting a business is more like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity when it comes up. So I decided to take that leap of faith. I was working, I was studying journalism and working in fashion retail. Okay. Um, I met my partner uh, through my job in fashion retail through mutual friends, and uh, he originally wanted to start a juice company, building out juice bars in local grocery stores. Okay. Uh, but scrapped that idea and came up with a better idea to actually produce the juice and wholesale it to the grocery stores. And that eventually, after different product iterations, led to us creating this amazing protein drink. Which wow. Is, yeah. So you started off creating a juice drink, and it pivoted and shifted to the protein drink. That is correct. Tell us about that pivot. Why did you do that, and what did you discover? Yeah, definitely. Um, so when we were selling juice, the juice was delicious. It was amazing. Um, but... Around that time, which is like 2013, 2014, market was very oversaturated, um, lots of competitors. It was a high price point. Um, didn't really make sense from like a marginal standpoint. And then also the labor, it was labor intensive, uh, very high sugar. It just 
wasn't didn't seem like a winning product we didn't really feel like we were filling a need in the market we were just kind of coming in um and being a me too product so that's why we we began working on other product iterations so we pivoted to creating a detox drink but then the consumers didn't actually understand what that was uh it was a lot of consumer educate education needed on the front end and when we left the store you know then the product would sell <laughs> so wow. Again, we needed to pivot to something uh, that was more recognizable by the consumer, but a better for you version. So we created a protein drink. Protein drinks are easy to understand, but we couldn't understand why there were so many ingredients in the protein drinks that we were seeing on the market um, and why there's so much sugar and not that much protein. So um, me being lactose intolerant was the inspiration behind creating a plant-based protein uh, drink product because we figured, well, that will kind of check all the boxes as far as allergens besides nuts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, it was a huge hit. Uh, we were able to just go into the smaller mom and pop stores and demo the product and get some feedback and adjust accordingly. And uh, when we finally had that final formula, we were able to, yeah, we Fantastic. just- Thank you. <laughs> that, that's, that's fantastic. So you started off in mom and pop stores. Mm -hmm. And when did that, where are you now? And when was that? And how long has that been since the mom pop to where you are today? And where are you today as far as stores go? Yeah. So um, for the mom and pops, when we were in Chicago, because we started out in Chicago, we were in about 40 stores within the first two years. Um, and then in 2016, we got National Whole Foods deal which led us from going to 40 to 400 stores wow congratulations right thank you <laughs> they really believe in us they still do um and then so fast forward to today we are in over 7500 doors and that's anywhere spanning from whole foods to targets to walmarts to 7-elevens to Publix. wow that's incredible and that, that is wonderful so i see that you made the forbes 30 under 30 list congratulations what's that all about Thank you. Yes, I made the uh, Forbes 30 and the 30 list this year, and it's been incredible for me, um, incredible for the brand as far as brand exposure, credibility, and then the extensive network that I'm plugged into now. So having uh, peers, I used to always complain that I didn't have peers my age doing the same thing that I was doing, and I kind of felt alone. So now just being a part of this incredible community and having all these resources has been amazing. That's phenomenal. Well, congratulations again on that achievement. That's something to be very proud of. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, my, uh, tell us a little bit about, it, it just seems to me that the space that you're in with Koya, the, the protein drink, it's got to be a very competitive market out there. How, how do you guys differentiate yourself on the product branding, on the look and feel, on store placement, on getting, a, getting a, someone like me walking down the aisle, picking up your bottle and buying it? I mean, how does that... What do you do? How do you do that? Yeah, well, you don't get it right on the first try. I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, we, um, so I think it really helped that we started out in juice because we took everything that we knew from that and applied it to the protein drinks. And when I say that, I mean specifically with the messaging and the packaging. So transparency was really important for us. Uh, we couldn't understand why people were trying to hide what the product looks like. Uh, so we wanted a fully transparent bottle. And right now it's like, it's half transparent, but you could still see the product. Uh, we decided to put 
the key product attributes on the front of the label, the key ingredients on the front of the label, uh, just as you would see in juice products. So that made it for a quicker consumer decision uh, when they don't have to like turn it around and read the label for an extra 15 minutes <laughs> before they make the decision. Um, and also color blocking is really important too. You know the consumers are really drawn to bright, vibrant colors, so that really helped us stand out on shelf. And then as far as the product itself, I think taste is number one. Uh, we have a proprietary blend of protein, which makes it for a very smooth texture, almost milk-like. Uh, you can use it as a uh, milk alternative and when you're cooking or baking. And also, uh, we were one of the first to have a five to one protein to sugar ratio. So for every five grams of protein, it's only one gram of sugar. And most protein drinks you see, they might have like 12 grams of protein, maybe 28 grams of sugar. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so we decided to flip that. Thank you. That's great. That's great. All right, tell us, what do you see as far as the trends in your industry? I mean, you've seen it in the last few years, very, very close, first hand up front. Where do you see it going in the next year, two years, five years? What's happening in that business, in that industry? Yeah, uh, definitely as consumers become more aware and more health conscious, as I would say, uh, low sugar is definitely going to be a long-standing trend. Uh, you know, low glycemic beverages and snacks. Um, also keto. Keto might be around for a while because uh, it probably should have subsided by now, but it's still going strong. Um, there are aspects to that diet that will also, you know, last a long time. And then um, I think another major trend I would call a mega trend would be, um, you know, milk alternatives. Mm. You see the decline in the dairy industry, and especially with people being more aware of like the allergens and most of the population being lactose intolerant, uh, you'll see more milk alternatives and maybe there'll be like a specific milk alternative, which I think would be oat milk, which will probably be number one in the future. What kind of milk? Oak? Oat, oat milk. Oat yeah. milk. Oh, oat milk. Okay. Wonderful. Good. As opposed to almond milk or with the other brands out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Uh, so that leads us to the next question, I guess, is where do you see Koya going? What's next for you and for the company? Yeah, definitely. Um, so for the company, and this you know, also ties into my missions. So what we, our main mission is to provide healthy plant-based nutrition to the masses. And by that, it's more of a food accessibility play. Because I, I grew up in a food desert, and we didn't have uh, the resources to the access to the healthy food there's you'd have to like travel over a mile to get to your nearest grocery store and all was available was like a corner store so for us it's like how can we get into those markets so that these people have access to it and we're doing that by expanding our distribution we're getting into markets like walmart um 7-eleven hopefully gas stations in the future so that people can have access to this and actually be able to afford it that's fantastic. So just to anybody driving along in their car in the middle of the desert, pulling into a 7-Eleven or a gas station, there's your product. It's available to, they don't have an excuse to have an unhealthy drink. They can have a healthy drink and find your product anywhere then. Yes. That's exactly. fantastic. That's, that's, that's a great goal. My, I ask everyone on the program, some of the challenges that you have run across and how you've overcome them. And you coming from a very unique perspective and very many, many ways unique and very young, you know, the entrepreneur, what you're doing out there from your background, what are, what's, what's a challenge or one or two challenges that you've come across that you'd like to pass along to other business owners who may be listening? And how did you overcome that challenge? Oh, <laughs> there's a plethora of challenges that we've uh, faced. I think um, 
one major one, if I can tell a story, uh, was a time where we had to, it's basically like a lesson of learning when to pivot and how to pivot. So for us, we were we had a completely different processing method uh, when we first started the company. We were actually under a different name called Raw Nature 5. Um, <laughs> that was the name of the product. So uh, once we brought on more sophisticated investors, uh, they started to kind of, you know, dive deeper into the business they decided that hey you guys probably should one change your name to change your processing method because at that time um, a law came out the FDA didn't really uh, approve our processing method uh, to kill all the spores it wasn't deemed as safe um, and it wasn't going to get us past a 30-day shelf life <laughs> so yeah. it's really scalable uh, but you know us thinking, oh, we're selling great here locally. We're just going to sell that same amount nationwide, which wasn't realistic. Um, so we had to make that hard decision to change our processing method, change our name, and actually that we had a full staff of self-manufacturing, self-distribution, had to fire everyone. And this was at the end of 2015. Wow. Um, very hard. It was around the holidays. Um, and yeah, we had to basically start from scratch. Wow. Um, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. It was huge. It was a big deal. And it's, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, I think they're really stubborn and they're not willing to start over. They're not willing to pivot. Uh, they really, you know, feel strongly about the thing that they've created, but they need to realize that in order to grow, you need to make these tough decisions and think about the future of the company. Right. Um, so that, yeah, that's what we did. We bootstrapped and we, we found some universities to go because we didn't have a lot of money at the time. We found mm -hmm. some universities to go in and reformulate. And in the end, we created a better product than what we had before with better branding that was more, um, it was ready for prime time, as we would call it. Right, right. Very good. Excellent. Very good. Thank you. Let, let, tell me a little bit about it. Let's speak, if you can, to someone who may be listening, who is in their early 20s, who's thinking about starting a business. And they would love to be as successful as you are in, you know, in, in four or five, eight more years. I mean, tell us the challenge you faced being so young starting a company. And was that an advantage, a disadvantage? Or talk a little bit about that, if you could. Um, I would say both an advantage and a disadvantage. A disadvantage because there are some people, a lot of people that won't take you seriously, especially if you have no background, you know. Uh, you don't want to tote around with, hey, I was working in fashion retail and now I'm in this. Right, you know, right. I, I was retail, I was working at the Gap selling clothes and, and <laughs> people walking in, you know. Yeah, now give me a bunch of money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that, that can be really tough because uh, you, you basically have to go out and find mentors and find people that are willing to... Um, you know, show you the path to success. And that's what we went out and did. So the other end of this is where it can be an advantage is you're young, you're willing to learn, you're willing to be a student, and the people that will come in as mentors will be flattered to know that you, you know, want them to help guide you on this journey. So it's much easier being young and kind of looking, seeking a mentor versus, you know, being a tad bit older and seeking a mentor because you're right. at the state of vulnerability. Right, very, you're right because people like people my age want to help people like you who who show spunk and spirit and desire and drive and everything like that so we're, now did you take on a partner early on and why did you do that yeah definitely so my partner he found me oh 
<laughs> and uh, we were we were just close friends. But I, I do believe that anyone starting out in business should have a partner. You should have someone um, that balances you out. You're not going to know everything. You, everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. So make sure that your partner um, is has your weaknesses are their strengths and vice versa. Great. That's very good. So Maya, tell us a little bit about the um, what you would like to pass along to other business owners listening right now. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to to address and to give encouragement or words of advice to? Uh, yeah, I think something that it gets talked about within female entrepreneur scope, but maybe left out of the major conversation is like self-care and more importantly, like managing your mental health. I think that's like the most important thing because as an entrepreneur, nothing is ever easy. It's actually like more bad than it is good that happens. You know, you, there's a ton of rejection, a ton of setbacks, and you need to learn how to really deal with that have a really strong mental mindset to deal with those challenges and to be able to pivot and kind of work your way out of what might seem like the end of the world. So I think like anyway, just prioritizing that first is really important and then it'll help you achieve your goals. Wow. So wait a minute. I just heard you say this is a terrible business to be in. No one should be an entrepreneur. It's so <laughs> rough. It's so hard to do. You're beating your head against the wall. So give me the plus side. Why do it? Why go through all that pain? And where are you? Why? What, what drives you through all of that to do that? Yeah, because it's so rewarding. Oh, what's rewarding about it? Rewarding. Oh, my God. Just the for us, like with our product, the amount of like, calls and messages we get from the people that we're helping uh people that might have like diabetes or they're they can't consume solids because maybe they had their wisdom teeth taken out or just didn't have any healthy alternatives just the fact that we get those messages and we're helping people we're making the world a better place is some as a reason to get up every morning and work as hard as you can because you're actually working towards something that's fantastic, Maya. So what I hear you saying is that without you and without you and what you and your partners have done, there would be people out there that wouldn't have what you have and wouldn't have the benefit of that product. And you, from your head, your hard work and your effort, you made that for them. And that's the reward right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what I didn't hear in that conversation was financial reward. I mean, obviously, hopefully you're making a little money at this whole endeavor. But that is how important is that on the scale of one to ten? You know what? It is. It, it's probably at the bottom of the list. It's important for, you know, security and uh, generationally, like, if I want to have a family someday. I want to make sure that everything is set. But um, I think for this, the main purpose is how can I contribute to the world in a positive way? And um, anything that I do after that, how can that also contribute? Because that, that is, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking about how much money you have. <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> that's not that's not what's really what's keeping me up at night. It's like how can you know what have I contributed to this earth? <laughs> right. How have I helped that uh, little old lady who never had this product before and now is just loving it and, and buys it all the time? That kind of exactly. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Well, congratulations. Thank you. If listeners wanted to get a hold of you, Mike, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, uh, definitely. So you can reach out to our website, Instagram or Twitter, Facebook. It's all Drink Koya. So D-R-I-N-K-K-O-I-A. My personal um, LinkedIn is Maya French. So M-A-Y-A French, like the language. 
and also Instagram, Maya J. French. Fantastic. Maya, thanks so much for being on the show. You've been a wonderful guest, and I look forward to reading about and seeing and staying in touch with you about your progress going forward. And I'm going to go down to, down to Whole Foods and buy some of your drink right now. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> thanks, Maya. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening.